0: This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. It's good to see everybody here this morning and welcome you to the service. Uh, Past couple times I spoke, we talked about the art of war. This is a book written by uh, a Chinese military leader of Sun Tzu. And in the beginning of that book, he, he brings up three things that I think that we can use as Christians. and the first one is to know yourself. And I covered that the last time I spoke. The second is to know your enemy, and the third is to know your terrain. So this morning we're going to talk about knowing your enemy and the importance of it. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 12, it says, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, Against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. In this verse, our enemy is given a name, but that enemy does not have a face. I mean, it, it would be simple if 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 the devil ran around in in, in a red skin suit with pointy ears and a tail and holding the pitchfork and then you just you see him you just go the other way We're happy to have Brother Ford with us this morning You all don't know he's a he's a Vietnam vet and he can tell you a little bit about warfare and about trying to find an enemy that that does not dress in a uniform the devil is the same way. He does not have a uniform, but he is after you. He wants to get you. And he's not going to easily be defeated. Verse number twelve, excuse me. Verse number eleven, it says against the wiles of the devil. This wiles in the in the Greek means trickery trickery. It means to lie and wait. Now, in military tactics, there is something called an ambush. And whenever you're setting up an ambush, you get to you have time. You know, you, you know your enemy is going to be going this certain way, and so you set up an ambush for them. You get to pick the terrain. You get to pick the weapons, what you want to use against against them whether you use grenades, whether you use claymores, or you just use assault rifles, machine guns, whatever the case may be. But you you get to choose. You have time to set all this up. You set up your your defense in places where it will be the most effective. And you wait until you have the enemy in somewhat of a funnel to where they can't escape. You give yourself the upper hand. That's what the devil's trying to do to you. You know, no matter if you're a strong Christian, you're a mature Christian, or whether you're new, the devil's out there, and he's going to wait on you until you're at your weakest moment. And he's going to ambush you. And then you're going to fall. Fall. 1 Peter 5, verse number 8, says, Be sober, be vigilant, because the adversary or devil is a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Y'all ever watch National Geographic, the animals shows and everything? Who gets eight? There was a, there was a meme going around several years ago. I thought it was hilarious. But... It showed all these gazelles out there in this field in, in Africa, and there's this cheetah waiting, you know, lurking beside this group of gazelles, and it shows the gazelles talking, and one of them says, Hey, did you stretch this morning? And he said, Yeah, yeah, I'll stretch, I'll stretch. I'm ready to go, ready to go. I'm ready to outrun the whatever the cheetah's name was. We'll call him Bob. I'm ready to outrun Bob. I can do it. He goes, Ah, don't worry about it. He said, You don't have to outrun Bob. He said, you only have to outrun Fred, and Fred was this other little gazelle, and I mean, he was scrawny, and he wasn't paying a lick of attention to anything that was around about him. I mean, he's over there grazing, just munching along. The devil's going to get those that are weak. I mean, it, it's the obviously choice, wouldn't You? If you were out for souls, wouldn't you try to pick those that are weak? I mean, Zane, whenever he's talking about putting lessons together, he, said, he talks about getting low-hanging fruit, you know. So we want to put a lesson together of low-hanging fruit, you know. It's just something real simple and basic. I can do that real quick. Are you Are you weak? How strong are you? Can you withstand him? Can you withstand the devil? If you're not sober, if you're not vigilant, you're weak. James 4 verse number 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You have to fight. That's what resisting is. It's putting up a fight. Don't make it easy for him. Luke 22, verse number 31 says And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. This is one of Christ's followers. He said, Satan wants you. Satan desires you. What, what have you desired in your life? How hard did you work for it? You put in days of work? Did you put in years of work to desire that one thing that you wanted? How much work did you put into it? Satan's putting in ten times that to have you. He wants you. He desires you. <clears throat> Hebrews 3.13 says, But exhort one another daily. why it is called today, we see any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. We're told to lift one another up. Lift one another up. But the second part of this verse says, "They be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin." I want to tell you a story about myself. Whenever I was a teenager, I didn't, I didn't use foul language. Mom, mom would not tolerate it. She would would not tolerate it. It just it was not going to happen. Then I went into the military, and. You know, you've heard the phrase, curse like a sailor, right? Okay, so a paratrooper is ten times worse. Now, there's, there's like every other word is 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 foul language. That's just how they talk. And so, been in the military for a couple of years, and I came home on leave, and I was talking like that. And mother was not happy. Mother would have spanked me if she, if, if she was bigger than me. And I, she might have spanked me anyway, I don't know, but... She showed me a lot of grace and mercy on that one. But I got hardened to that, and that's just language. That's just having a filthy mouth. But That's what sin is. Sin just starts out just a little bit. It just a little bit at a time. It's okay. You, it, it's, it's not that bad. And next thing you know, you get hardened to it, and just a little bit more next time, and it's, it just it snowballs. Don't let sin snowball in your life. You see sin snowballing in somebody's life, exhort them, lift them up, help them. Hebrews 12 verse number, four says, verse number 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us, lie, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that's set before us. But we, had, we had a combat load that we would take with us while we're on the topic of war. We'd have a combat load, so I had all this stuff that I had to carry that I needed. And then I had an assault pack. It's a It's a backpack and I'd put everything else in it, you know, all the junk, you know, junk that I really didn't need but I liked to have with me. So I had flavor packets for water because, you know, after so long, you just want to drink something besides plain water. So I had some of them. I didn't need that. Uh, I had an MRE that did not taste good, but I had to have it anyway, so took that. And then I had, like, five pounds of beef jerky in there because I didn't like the MRE, so I didn't need that either, really. I had a couple extra magazines in there. Ah, uh, what else? Parachute cord. I carried parachute cord. Carried zip ties for handcuffs. Really didn't need any of that stuff either. Had my weapons cleaning kit just in case something went bad. Then I had batteries for all my optics and night vision stuff. I had all those batteries in there. Probably only needed one or two because they had like a 40-hour life on them or something. And I had like six or seven of them in there. I wasn't going to be out that long. There wasn't any point in all that stuff. Pair of socks. I'm not going to stop and change my socks. I mean, I'm a guy. I mean, it's just, they stink. Oh, well, we're moving on. You, you, just junk and rubbish. And the thing is, is that we get off our gun trucks and we go raid right a house or something. First thing you did was you get rid of that assault pack. You, you didn't take it with you. I mean, it wasn't on your per- person because it slowed you down. How much of weight you have in your life that's slowing you down from being a Christian you have all this extra weight and and this you know you you have good reflexes right I mean you see something out of the corner of your eye you turn you have good reflexes you see it you can respond if you're carrying all that extra weight how quick are you turning how quick are you moving you're slow you can't respond what weight are you carrying that you don't need in your life? What stuff are you taking on? What stuff are you adding to your life that's keeping you from fulfilling your role as a Christian? James 1.15 says, Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. That extra weight that you carry, it's going to get you killed. That's just all there is to it. You can't respond. You can't move fast enough. You can't run with extra weight. You can't You can't raid a house in Iraq with a door this wide because you can't even fit through it because you're carrying so much extra weight. It will get you killed. We looked at Satan, we looked at sin. Neither one of these have any power over you. No power whatsoever. It's up to you. You have the power. You can defeat everything in this world when it comes to sin it comes to the devil. Defeat them. Utterly destroyed. Gone. You can defeat it. You can win every single battle that you come across. Every one, you can win. But you have to have the right mind. Galatians 5, 16 and 17 says this, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh... And these are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. I like to do what Matt wants to do. I'll be real honest with you. I do. I like the little cow wrench that I'm on. I like my little piece of heaven, because that's what I consider. It is my piece of heaven. I don't want to leave it. If it wasn't for Christ and it wasn't for God, I would be fishing right now. Wouldn't you? I mean, who doesn't like to fish? You're alone, you're by yourself. Do what Matt wants to do. Why can't we just do what Matt wants to do? I'm not going to do what Matt wants to do because it lustes against the spirit, the spirit that God gave me. And it's not what God wants for me in my life. A couple of Wednesdays ago we were at a youth Bible study and Brother Monty mentioned something that that I really did like. He said whenever you want to know how the motor runs, you go to the guy that built it. You want to know how a person ought to live their life? You go to the man that created them. God knows exactly how we're supposed to live our lives. He knows what is best for us, to make us run, to make us be the best human being that we can possibly be. God knows, and he has given us instruction on how to do that. But Matt thinks it should be done a different way. Right? Isn't that what we do? But, 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 yeah, a lot of buts in there, but I want to do it my way. Matthew 16, 24. Then said Jesus to his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Are you denying yourself? Are you saying, you know, maybe I ought to not go fishing on Sunday, maybe I ought to worship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, maybe God knows that on the first day of the week I need to partake of the unleavened bread and the fruit of the vine. Maybe I need to take into remembrance the sacrifice that was made on my behalf for my sins. And Maybe He knows that I need to do that every Sunday just to keep Him in the forefront of my mind. Because if I don't keep Him in the forefront of my mind... My mind goes to what Matt thinks should be best. It doesn't take very long. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. You know what the heart doesn't have in your mind? You you, you know what your heart does not have? Self-control. Your heart does what it believes is best, what, what it desires to do. That's what your heart is after. What is your heart after? Is it after God? Or is it after Matt or, or yourself? You might not like fishing. I don't have no idea. Where's your heart? Proverbs 14:12 says there's a way which seemeth rotten to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Maybe doing it Matt's way isn't the best idea. made any bad choices do the things that you shouldn't not do the things you should because why don't feel like it lazy maybe a little bit don't like people maybe a little bit don't like certain people I want you to use your imagination, it's not, but not very hard. I want you to I want you to envision an old town. You're walking through the historic district. You know the ones that they, they were built in the time of the buggy that was about yay wide and you can't even fit a dually down it? That, that's the town I'm talking about. That's the street. On both sides of the street for the next block is Three-story houses. The first story is the, is the shop, and the shop owner lives above these, these shops. A lot of windows for a whole block. A lot of windows, a lot of buildings. Now, I want you to envision the devil and sin And every single one of those windows. Now I want you to envision yourself as a soldier that needs to make it from one end to the other. And he has to get to the other end alive. We started out with the whole armor of God. Strip yourself of that armor. No helmet, no breastplate no weapon? What are your chances of making it to the other end? They're not very good. They're definitely not very good if you're trying to get there by yourself. You don't have anybody watching your flank except for the devil. You have nobody on your six and you've got to make it to the other end. The devil lies in wait to ambush you every day, day in and day out. If you don't have God, you don't have Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're stripped of your armor and you have no weapon. Brothers and sisters, you ain't going to make it. thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.